And the truth is we need help. And that's why every episode will be packed with strategies and actionable steps that you can apply to your very own situation. Look, there's so much complexity to our kids' lives and I can't fix everything. But what I'm about to share today and in the weeks and the months to follow, I know I can help make things better. Hey friends, it's Joanne Sullivan, and I want to welcome you to the very first episode of the Stuff Special Needs Parents Gotta Know podcast. I'm so excited for us to share this time together. This show is about you and this extraordinary journey you're on. And my mission with the Stuff Special Needs Parents Gotta Know podcast is simple. It's to help you create the very best life as you walk this path. Compared to typical parents, we have such unique and complicated struggles, unknowns and frustrations that all come into play because our child needs us to help them create their very best life. And it's not a life that works out through their teenage or adult years, but for so many of us, it's a lifelong responsibility. Think about that. Well into our 50s or 60s, and for some of us, even our 70s, we could be actively supporting and caring for our child. There's not really an empty nest syndrome going on with all this. And the truth is we need help. And that's why every episode will be packed with strategies and actionable steps that you can apply to your very own situation. Look, there's so much complexity to our kids' lives, and I can't fix everything. But what I'm about to share today and in the weeks and the months to follow, I know I can help make things better. I've walked in your shoes. I have lived this truth and everything I talk about, everything I share on Facebook and Twitter and our website, thisuncommonjourney.com, well, it's all created and put together to help save you time, build your confidence, and when things get really overwhelming and confusing, to give you options for a path forward. It also includes what I like to call the book of knowledge for special needs parenting. It gives in-depth guidance and instructions on some of the most complicated events and decisions we face. Things like potty training an older child or navigating IEP meetings, handling puberty, and navigation through long-term care, uh, including guardianship and even group homes. So I'm a big believer in facts and data, and for me, Leveraging the right information and adding in smart strategies became my superpower as a special needs parent. So within each episode, we're going to delve into some smart research, explore some of those bigger pain points in your world, and then provide options on what to do and how to do it. Look, I pushed and cried and struggled through so many days to not just help my son, but to keep everything else together, like being a great parent to my other kids, a a supportive spouse, a good friend, you know, a a good manager where I work, and still not lose myself and or my mind in the process. I felt like I was in a battle that I was losing at every day. And here's the thing, I really made it so much harder on myself than it needed to be. But once I made the right adjustments with smart systems and strategies, And almost taking a business-like approach to navigating Joe's world, well, things got so much easier. And we can all use a little bit more of so much easier in our lives. Am I right? So this I can promise. You won't regret taking this journey with me. I'm going to give you some hard truths, some lessons learned, and the steps I've taken to help Joe build out his very best life. 
all while leaning into my own happiness, calm, and prioritizing my own well-being. So for today, I have two goals. First, I'm going to share with you three facts about special needs parenting, which are going to help explain the real reasons this journey is so hard and can feel so overwhelming. So a quick side note here, you're not actually going crazy. There is science-backed research to explain why the heck some of us are crying in the shower on any given day. And my second goal is to get you moving in a better place with nine actionable steps that are going to help you feel more confident, more in control, and it just might make things seem a little bit easier from this day forward. Sounds good, right? Well, that's what this stuff, Special Needs Parents Gotta Know podcast is all about. Okay, so before I dig into all that, and because, well, this is our first time you and I are in this space together, I think it only makes sense to do a little bit of an intro. So let's get started by telling you a little bit about me and my Joe. And I wanna go back to 1996. At that time, I was a wife, a mom, and a manager at a Fortune 500 company. I was also pregnant with my second child, Joe. In January, my dad passed away really unexpectedly, and six weeks later, Joe was born. I didn't know it at the time, but with Joe's arrival, I also added a new title or role, and it is hands down because one of the most challenging of my life. That role is special needs parent. And like many of you, Joe's diagnosis didn't really reveal itself right away. There were some signs, some small hints that something wasn't quite right. It didn't actually come together in that first month or even the third or fourth. I was pretty sleep deprived with a newborn and a two-year-old. And honestly, I was still grieving the loss of my dad. One thing I did know is that I was at the doctor with Joe a lot more than I had been with his older sister, Katie. There was a small hole they had discovered in his heart, this extreme case of eczema that made its appearance in month two. There was constant crying and him just not feeling or being settled. Then there was some early discussion of not gaining weight according to his schedule, and then came the failure to thrive diagnosis. At the next discussion was with the pediatrician, it was now it's time for genetic testing, which I got to tell you really threw me. And the results were baffling at best. First came a misdiagnosis, and then a retest came with what they considered their final results, an unknown, unnamed trisomy genetic disorder. We got a recommendation from the geneticist to visit pediatric specialists for some baselines, explore early intervention, and they basically told us Joe would show us how his disorder would progress and really what his life would look like as it unfolded. There was a whole black hole and open space in front of us. No roadmap, no name condition I could Google, and just a lot of unanswered questions. So Joe's dad and I mobilized, going to different doctors, cardiologists, neurologists, pulmonologists, Our approach was really to go on the offense, lots of tests and baselines to know what we were dealing with. Remember I talked earlier about getting your hands on the right data being a superpower? It's exactly that. And I have to tell you, I actually found this no-name diagnosis somewhat of a blessing because we just focus on Joe's strengths and his weaknesses and not what some article in WebMD indicated. We benchmarked against regular milestones, and the delays were pretty obvious. But we engaged in support services, we pushed for more services, we got educated on programs, and we pushed more. 
ourselves, Joe, the system, it really became a full-time job. And I actually did leave my corporate job and to stay home and take care of Joe. A lot's gone down for the past three decades, navigating special education, delayed walking, delayed potty training, delayed talking, medical emergencies, aggressive behavior, guardianship, and now his group home. I've seen a lot, I've done a lot, and managed a lot, really to help Joe give his very best life. In a way, right now, I feel like I'm on the other side of some chaos, and there's a calm. And that's where I am today. So now for you, you have two choices. Depending upon where you are in your life and how things are going with your circumstances with your own special needs child, you can keep going the way you're going. And if things are good, that's great. But if you're drained and overwhelmed, I'm inviting you to take a walk down a new path with me. We're so busy caring for our child and organizing services, our jobs and everything else, we don't even realize we've fallen into patterns that are spinning us out of control and making us feel like a bad parent. Well, if you're ready, all of that changes right now. We're going to take a hard look at what's not working and we're going to blow up those routines and habits that aren't making things better. And we're going to replace them with actionable steps, some smart systems, and life-changing strategies to give you a path forward and make everything along this uncommon journey run a little bit better. So let's dig in and let's get to the heart of today's episode. It begins with some really telling research that reveals some unique challenges special needs parents face. It's from a study conducted a bunch of years ago, back in 2009, with Leanne Smith, a developmental psychologist at the University of Wisconsin. The study found that mothers of adolescents and adults with autism experience chronic stress comparable to combat soldiers. Now you can easily replace mothers with parents and autism with any of the complex diagnosis or conditions our kids face. But really what I want to start with is unpacking this comparison of special needs parenting as it relates to combat soldiers. To put this in perspective, let's consider what makes combat soldiers' lives so, so stressful. They face life and death situations daily. They're constantly on high alert, and they carry the heavy responsibility of protecting their comrades and accomplishing their missions. This level of stress is incredibly intense and sustained over long periods of time. So knowing this and understanding this comparison it's even more alarming to realize that special needs parents experience a similar degree of chronic stress. In the short term, such high levels of stress can lead to mental and physical health issues, and it can negatively impact relationships within the family. In the long term, chronic stress can contribute to serious health problems, burnout, and a decreased quality of life for both parents. So, and studies have shown that this elevated and really no stop levels of stress is really one of the primary causes of diseases in our bodies. So think about it, heart disease, diabetes, um, hypertension, all of those things that really wear and break down our bodies. Stress is really the primary cause. So how can we kind of counteract these challenges? So first of all, you can't go it alone. You, you need to recognize that you have to begin to build a support network and it can begin with connecting with other special needs parents. So join a support group. 
either a local group in your community or through online forums. Sharing experiences and learning from others in similar situations can really help alleviate that stress and provide valuable resources. Again, data and information is critical. And don't be afraid to seek professional help from therapists and counselors. I, throughout the years, have relied on a therapist to really find a non-judgment safe space to talk and unload my own thoughts and feelings in a smart way. And it really helped me to reframe my challenges and kind of come up with some smart solutions. Next, you absolutely positively need to practice self-care. It is key for your own mental and physical well-being to set some time aside from yourself. And it doesn't have to be two or three hours in a spa or anything like that. You just need to think about finding pockets of time to engage in activities you enjoy. Things like reading or hiking or even 10 minutes of a yoga class. Try and get some exercise in regularly and really maintain a healthy diet. Drink water throughout the day. Really, the basics can go a long way. Ultimately, taking care of yourself is going to allow for you to be the best caregiver possible for your child. If you're not at your best, it's really going to impact the care for your child. So the next thing you want to consider is exploring respite care. And I know this can be a hot button for families on a lot of different levels, but if you begin to give yourself a break by using respite care services, you're going to have a little bit of more open space for your child. And what I have felt with Joe through either Saturday morning programs or his after school day programs that I was able to find is that it really helped expand his world out a little bit more. Uh, in terms of being with other young adults and children that were similar to him um, and had different needs as well. And it just helped expand his world out a little bit more. So respite care can be challenging to find, but begin exploring that option and see what is available in your area. You can also consider utilizing family members or friends or professional caregivers. Find out you know, maybe someone's just looking to help give you a little break here and there. So take them up on that, but you need that little space for yourself to kind of reset. So that was one of the first research things that came out of this study, um, the idea of this chronic level of stress. But I want to dive into another finding from the University of Wisconsin study. Those same moms reported also spending at least two hours extra each day caring for their child versus children without disabilities. So this extra time commitment can further compound the stress we discussed earlier, and it really leaves parents feeling overwhelmed and stretched thin. So often it means less time for other important aspects of your life, such as work, personal relationships, and self-care. Look, there's only 24 hours in a day. We only all have that set time frame. And if we're now having to spend two extra hours caring for our child, we're really approaching every day almost at a disadvantage. So in the short term, this can lead to a sense of imbalance and exhaustion. And in the long term, it can really contribute to burnout, even financial strain and really strained relationships. So the key here is to begin to leverage our time and look to use smart systems to help save us time. So first, think about creating a routine. Establishing a daily routine can really help prioritize tasks and it helps maintain consistency for your child and really maximize our time space within that 24-hour window. 
So think about getting specific with wake up times, meal times, therapies, and bedtimes. Just work within your family and your child's unique needs and preferences to help create a schedule that benefits both of you. So if things are running somewhat semblance to clockwork and you know where people need to be and what's going on each day, it really at least helps organize and manage pockets of time for you. So you, that that's a really important piece. The next thing is thinking about delegating tasks. And don't be afraid to ask for help for family members, friends, or even neighbors and support workers. The family should really be working together as a team. So ask your spouse or partner to, to handle grocery shopping or have a good friend of yours maybe pick up your other children from school. By delegating some tasks, you can really free up some time for yourself and then focus on your child's most pressing needs. And I've really found over the years that my friends and my family wanted to help but didn't know how to help. So the key with this is organize, figure out what you need, and then make the ask. You know, ask ask a sibling to, to help out on a weekend ask a neighbor to take your child to you know your other children to the bus stop every morning if you can so find other ways to get people involved the other thing you want to consider about using um, to really help leverage our time is to use technology and tools so there's different resources and tools designed to assist special needs parents there's apps for tracking appointments and therapies and things like that there's also communication aids and visual schedules that you can think about so these tools can help save you time and help stay organized and things like even having an online family calendar or a visual calendar um, that everyone can log into it's uh, it really keeps everybody on the same page so think about that so you really want to find better ways to leverage your time and to create a more balanced life and help reduce the impact of those extra caregiving demands on you and your family. So, so there was one other really important finding from this study. And what it found is that moms or parents were interrupted at work one out of every four days. So it's almost really once a week compared to less than one in 10 days for other moms. So this really hones in and illustrates the unique challenges special needs parents encounter when they're trying to balance their professional and personal lives. So any parent who is a primary caregiver knows that frequent work interruptions can really create a ton of stress and it reduces productivity at work and it really makes us feel like we have nothing, we we really have no sense of control anymore. So this can affect our job performance and career advancement And in the short term, it can lead to even more stress and feelings of being overwhelmed. In the long term, it may contribute to financial financial difficulties, and it gives you a sense of feeling that you're stuck in a career path where you can't take different opportunities because you know that you need to be more available for your child. So, So let's break down a couple of other strategies and things that you might wanna keep your mind on to help to help navigate this area. So you may need to do a reality check on your career and how it can work with also parenting a special needs child. So for me, uh, because of Joe's therapies, because of Joe's condition and because of the extra support and help that he really needed at home, uh, in the beginning, I, I had therapists in my house probably five to six times a day 
five to six times a week over the course of a I had therapists in my house daily. So for me, I had therapists in my house daily helping to support Joe. And it really wasn't an option for us in the beginning to not have a parent at home. Joe was also having some medical issues at the time as well. So as part of that, it just didn't make sense. It just wasn't available. So for me, as I said earlier, I ended up taking a break from work based on Joe's therapies, based on Joe's needs. It was really difficult to be able to navigate what he needed and being able to work a full-time job. The other thing is Joe was not a good sleeper. And for two years or maybe more, there was very little sleep that was had overnight. So it really made it challenging for me to get up then and to, to work at a full-time job. So I was blessed at the time to be able to stay home, but it really kind of put my career on hold. And it was a decision that Joe's dad and I had to make together with regard to what this was going to look like. So if you are work, working still, you know, you need to think about also con developing a contingency plan. So create a plan for emergencies or unexpected situations that could arise during work hours. So think about having an alternative list of caregivers, such as a neighbor or a family member, and who might be able to step in if they need to. And also make sure your child's school or the daycare or the day program your child in has all this information on file about who can pick up your child. So you also need to think about being open with your boss, your HR director, and your coworkers. Honesty and this truth is really going to make an impact for you. Talk to your employer about your unique challenges as a special needs parent and see if there's an explore what other possible accommodations or flex work arrangements that you might be able to work out. The option of maybe working remotely or occasional personal days to handle appointments and emergencies. So quick recap here. Being a special needs parent comes with stress levels comparable to a combat soldier. And every day you wake up, you're also going to face a significant time disadvantage because of the extra care our kids need. And finally, compared to typical parents, there's a much higher chance our work or other aspects of our life are going to be interrupted because of the special circumstances involving our kids. So bottom line, you're going to need smart strategies and systems to help you manage just how complex this life can be. Well, that's it. Episode one in the books. Thank you for joining us today on the stuff special needs parents gotta know. And we hope you find these insights and tips helpful in navigating the unique challenges you face every day as a special needs parent. Oh, and in case no one told you yet today, you're doing a great job. We'll see you next time.